Welcome to How to Decorate from Ballard Designs, a podcast all about the trials and triumphs of decorating and redecorating your home. Each week, they'll help you unleash your inner decorator. I'm Caroline. I write the How to Decorate blog. And I'm Taryn, and I'm a product designer. And I'm Karen. I head up Ballard's branding team. We're We're your hosts. Join the expert team at Ballard Designs for tips, tricks, and tales from interior designers, stylists, and other talents in the design world. Plus, we'll answer a listener question at the end of the show. So don't forget to send them to podcast at BallardDesigns.net. Yes, we love answering them. And now, on with the show. Okay, so episode two of Picking Your Paint Color. And we're going to start with exterior paint because that is kind of like a whole other yes. animal. <laughs> it seem, why right? does it seem I mean, like such a much... Well, yes. and we have Fran here. Yes. Hi, Fran. Hi, Fran. Hi. Um, back. <laughs> Thank you. We have a professional. <laughs> yes. Yes. <laughs> So, yeah, why does that seem like such a much bigger commitment than an interior paint color? I guess because it is. I mean, it's not as easy to go out there and fix it if it's a problem. That's all those things are true. I would say it's what you pull up to every day, uh, multiple times a day. And so it's um, exterior paint color is is a huge commitment because of the Mm -hmm. just the sheer fact it's what's on the shell. It's Mm -hmm. Um, right. What your neighbors have to complain about. It's everything mm-hmm. in terms of, yeah, it's, it, it is what, um, it's the title of your house in a lot of ways, you know? Ooh. Can I ask a personal sure. question? Shoot away. <laughs> Great. <laughs> okay. So I have a, a red brick bungalow, oh, yeah. oh. right? And I wouldn't say it's ugly brick. It's, mm-hmm. it's pretty mm-hmm. brick. Two part question. One, should people paint brick? And two, if we're not painting our brick, how are there guidelines as to the colors the trim should be? Does it need to coordinate with the brick? Mm-hmm. You know, should I be picking out like the mortar color from my, like A and mm-hmm. B? Go. Okay, so I would pull you back from your question and ask yourself the narrative. Mm-hmm. Like, do we want to feel like this sleek modern bungalow, or do we want to lean into sort of this craftsman bungalow? Like, what is your vibe? What's the end game? What, Mm -hmm. um, Mm -hmm. because there's so many ways to paint a bungalow. You can call out the beautiful trends that you have um, that contrast with the brick, or you you probably have lovely windows. Um, All of those things, play into that. If you want to quiet those details and have it be an overall sort of swathed quiet structure with a pop on the door, then there's your answer. You want to paint the brick, you want to paint the trims, you want to have all of them relatively quiet and then have the door sing or whatever. So I would ask yourself that, what is the end game? What do I want it to, you know, and maybe that's a house that you've seen that you're inspired by, or um, maybe there's, um, you know, some place that you stayed that you're like, ah, oh, it just feels so good. I'm, I'm not really sure. Mm-hmm. It's kind of unpacking some of those, um, those details matter. Mm-hmm. I love painted brick. I have always loved painted brick. Um, I find that, um, yes, pe- there are some people who love brick so much and they just can't imagine painting it. If your brick is not mm-hmm. uh, terribly beautiful, then that's the best thing that you can do for your house. Um, uh-huh. is paint the brick. The, the texture of painted okay. brick is just awesome. Yeah. Right. Especially if it's not, you know, a beautiful color. So. Yeah. 
Do you have the thing happening in Birmingham that we have happening in Atlanta, which is everyone is painting their house white with black millions? <laughs> I think that's happening like, all over the country. Every yes. house. Like, it's going to be like every house is yes. going to match. Thank you, Pinterest. Thank you. I know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's, um, and I think that that is um, a hard thing because it's like you see something working for one house, but you don't necessarily see it working for all. And I think mm-hmm. that's what um, makes a neighborhood interesting is that the houses are different and that's what makes them great, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, so I, one house looks great, white with black trim, and then, but not the next five. Um, proximity is right, so much. Right. Like if your neighbor has a white house on, you know, if you have three white houses like in, you know, adjacent or beside or whatever it is, then I wouldn't paint my house white. Maybe yeah. right. Pump the yeah, maybe you do a pale gray, mm-hmm. or maybe you do, um, you know, wash khaki, or whatever it is. That mm-hmm. thinking outside the box a little bit will help you in that way. And then you'll be the one they'll be like, "Oh, mm-hmm. I love that color. I love that house. What's that one?" Yeah. Right. Okay. Here is something that I found. This was just my own personal experience painting a brick house white. Mm-hmm. I didn't use black mullions though. I did green mullions. But anyways, mm. um, Pretty. I. I found, and maybe this is you tell me if if you if you agree or disagree, but I found that you, when you're looking at just a sample, you need to pick a sample that almost doesn't even look white, like it looks more of a taupe or a cream or a gray, because then when once you get it on the face of your house, you now my house was east facing, so it got a lot of light mm. um, to it. It a an actual white would have just looked like primer and Blinded. yeah it would have been mm-hmm. too bright so i actually picked one but if you just look at it on its own it actually kind of looks beige mm-hmm. but it looked like a perfect creamy white on the house so is mm-hmm. that that's i, so I usually point. tell people that but i don't know if that's mm-hmm. terrible advice no it's great advice it's a very i mean that's what i would tell them uh it kind of gets that elmer's glue look um starting mm-hmm. so Yes, the on your exterior colors, the they receive so much light, so that color um, gets blown out more so than it would in an interior space. Mm-hmm. So you have um, mm-hmm. you have an opportunity to use like a richer white or a paler um, neutral that is going to mm-hmm. read white, but it really is in a inside a house. It would feel like more of a, you know, a stone color or would have more, more depth to it. Mm-hmm. So okay. yes. I wasn't leading people astray. No, absolutely not. I think mm-hmm. unintentionally I was sort of doing what you were saying um, in our last episode, which is picking a color with more nuance. It wasn't just a, a true white. And so because that house was 1920, it looked like it had been white for a lot longer than it was because it was kind of already starting out not white, I guess. Like it was mm-hmm. a real cream. Mm-hmm. So yes, yeah. mm-hmm. for sure. For sure. Yes. Well, I mean I think I did the I think I did the reverse. I made the opposite mistake in our new house, which I painted black. I didn't choose a color that had enough nuance. And so it it's it's it looks wrong. But Ooh, Caroline. Whoa. I've told really? all that. I, I just I I love your dark blue and oh, I should have tested it on more exposures and I I don't know. I choose like a true black and it looks too, I don't know, something. But Well, mm-hmm. I would say. Hopefully it'll fade. 
Um, yeah, <laughs> we'll probably fade. I would say that the blacks are kind of the new white in terms of they need as much nuance. A black color needs as much nuance as a white color, but you may not see it right away at first glance. Um, and that's, um, I experienced that with, with our, um, with our personal house and just, you know, I didn't want it to, to have sort of this, a heaviness to it. The nuance lightens it, lightens that some, if that makes sense. Yeah. It's just, it's the aftertaste of a color, you know, it's like, Oh, does it, you know, it's, um, on exterior colors, especially, I feel like, um, some of them can feel like really rich pizza. It's like, if you have, you know, um, how many pieces do, can I eat of this? I might just have one and then have a side of salad. You know, that kind of thing. Yeah. It's not. <laughs> no, I like it. Yeah. So, okay. Well, so what about Karen's question about um, colors and things that will coordinate well to your existing brick if you don't want to paint your actual brick? If you like, don't want to do paint the brick. Yeah. So if you mm-hmm. love your, if you love the color of your brick and you want to embrace your brick, I think being able to, um, you know, are you playing up the brick or are you trying to quiet the texture? Cause a lot of it is not just the brick. It's also the mortar color, um, which is huge. That's just right. as much. So my brick, yeah, just as much part of is, your exterior uh, as the brick itself. Yes. So my brick has a variety, so it's not one color. So mm-hmm. I'd say, you know, it's varying shades of red to kind of brown, not red, mm-hmm. but, you know, and even some terracotta in there. Like if you look at Caroline's wall behind mm-hmm. her head, maybe sort of like that where some are Beautiful. quite dark and some uh-huh. are not. Um, and so it's not unattractive. And right now I have, you know, sort of shades of tan, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. a darker and a, and a more medium one that are my mm-hmm. trims outside, which mm-hmm. I like. Um, but I'm, I'm also kind of like, well, should I, should I be getting a little more dramatic? And is there a way to do that? Should I go with some more, you know, cocoa tones I don't mm-hmm. know. or just be happy and shut up? <laughs> so do you like the shape of your house? I do. Okay. I do. So I think if you like the shape of your house and you don't mind the brick, then I would probably pull a dark color for your trims. Because that is like a big Sharpie that you get to put on the exterior. So if you have a lovely like A-frame roof line, uh-huh. um, you know, maybe it's a, um, it's a blackened brown, you know, on your trims. And then it starts uh-huh. to sort of make that brick a little bit sleeker, a little bit stronger and quiet. Um, some of the texture. Oh, okay. um, and then... I would say like if your windows are lovely, if you, but painting a window dark kind of makes it recede. And so it kind of goes into the exterior versus if you want a window to pop, then you want to paint it, a, you know, a contrasting color. Uh, the, so the lighter okay. colors, the yeah. more the window um, pops um, versus the dark window kind of recedes in the exterior. Okay. Of course, you see it more at night because your lights are coming from the outside. You know, you see that. But um, yeah, if you love the shape of your house, um, and what color is your roof? Uh, it's like a, a dark gray. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So maybe it's a, a dark gray brown on the, on your yeah. trims. Okay. Um, 
And if you love your windows, I mean, some, I, you know, that's one of the greatest thing about living in a historical house is, you know, if the windows are really lovely and you have, you know, that wonderful hand blown glass, you know, um, then you can call that out and like your casings and um, your eaves and overhangs, all of those go dark. And then your moving parts on your window, maybe you pull your mortar color. Um, Okay. And maybe that's... So the things that move are one color and then the other trim is another color. Mm -hmm. Okay. Hmm. Okay. I like Mm -hmm. that. I can do that. Thank you. Okay. So here's another question we got about exterior Mm -hmm. paint colors, door colors. Mm. Where do you start? What paint do you use? Um, Mm -hmm. Should you go bold? Should you go subtle? Mm Mm-hmm. What what what's your oh, what are your thoughts? The the door the front door. <laughs> uh, I would I love I, I love the idea of your of your front door being like the introduction of what I mean. Obviously, your exterior is going to present sort of this. It's the title of your book, right? It's the cover. Um, that sounds so cliche, but it's true. And then the front door, and then the front door is like what you get to say, this is what you're going to see when you go inside. So Mm -hmm. I love when, to me, the best houses have the exterior speaks to what's happening in the interior. It doesn't necessarily have to be color, but, you know, style. If you're, if you have a beautifully traditional house um, inside, then, you know, it's so nice to see that expressed on the outside too. Um, Mm -hmm. But there are, um, so many ways to unpack that question. So say inside you have this wonderful um, green that you have, you know, just been so excited about using. Maybe you're doing a green lacquered dining room. Um, What a great way, like if your house is going um, pale gray on the exterior, like bring that green, a shade of green that kind of you know, mentions there again, like the mentioning of, you know, we talked about that in the last episode. Um, on your front door it's like such a fun thing Mm -hmm. just to have that green like right there it's like oh wait am i gonna see this again so um and and i think a lot of uh especially the cottages uh, in atlanta we have this in birmingham and you know throughout um american architecture is so great and from the 20s and 30s and even the 40s that there's a lot of um structures that get painted and then you have this opportunity to like have this welcoming front door and that's what's so mm-hmm. fun about it i mean um so i i say you know pick a color that you want to look at that you may not want to paint your whole house that color but you love it and it's compelling um find a mm-hmm. scheme that works with that mm-hmm. um what about if your door is um sort of under an overhang versus like, mm-hmm. like yours, Caroline, yours yep. is like tucked away with yes. no light. Mm-hmm. Yes. That's a great question. Um, we, um, we're actually working on a project right now that, that that's happened and the black door is, has so much overhang. And I was like, we have to paint it. We have to paint it a cream to make it pop because you really mm-hmm. can't see it. it. It just kind of the front of the house, the entry kind of dies. Um, mm-hmm. But depending on, you know, the, 
the narrative of the house, you know, some people want to hide their front door. And so it's kind of a, it's, it's a little bit of a meandering path. It's like, Oh, this is really neat. And so maybe you, you know, it's more about lights or it's more about creating that ambiance that way. But if you really want like a warm, a warm welcome, um, then, and you do have overhangs, then I, um, would recommend, you know, a snappy door color. And, Mm -hmm. and a lot of times you may find that, a snappy color on uh, the paint chip feels snappy enough, but then when it has an overhang, you've got to dial up that color. Mm-hmm. Okay, so let's talk about if you're DIYing and you're painting yourself. Do you have, we got, and I actually was surprised we got a lot of questions around brands of paint to use and um, like what to kind of, like, I guess more, if you're more like DIY stuff, like what, what, how do you, no, can you um, can you switch? Like, can you choose? Can they? Can the paint store actually use a different brand's color and accurately get that color in a different formula? Let's start there. Yeah, um, that's a great question. I would. It's like sort <laughs> of no. <laughs> if you, it's kind of yeah. It's sort of no. I would say um, if you have room in your budget then you always know what you're going to get when you buy the name brand, right? So, and that goes for anything, not just paint, but um, so, and when you switch to a different product, even within the product line, even within the same brand, um, that paint color has to be rematched in that product. So, Mm -hmm. um, at the end of the day, you may have a color that you were, you had a starting point for inspiration, but it needed to be rematched in a different product. It's not in essence going to be the exact same color. Mm-hmm. So for instance, if you're switching from latex to oil, even that's that formula has to be rematched in that new product. So, okay. Um, so it's really, if you want that exact color, you need to buy the name brand. You do. So what Mm -hmm. if you, okay. So for example, what if you are, your, your painter always shops at Benjamin Moore, but you have the Sherwin Williams color. Can you just get the sample of the Benjamin Moore match? And if you like that, then you're good. Or should you go by the painter Sherwin Williams and have him paint? Like, cause it, cause it seems to me like if you, if you get the same or like Pharaoh and ball, for example, um, I never actually tested the Pharaoh and Ball sample itself. I tested the Benjamin Moore match to it, and I liked that match. So shouldn't I be good? It's not like I'm comparing it. I just sort of use that as an. an yeah, you are mm-hmm. as okay. as inspiration. Yeah. So I would say that the find your um, find the nuance, what it is that you love about that color. And you can have it, um, you can match it in their product, but at that point you've left the original formula. So you're working off of your sample at that Mm -hmm. point. So your sample now has become Caroline. You have a new formula. Mm -hmm. Yes. You have a new formula. And so I think it's important for people to, because I mean, that's what people, um, clients, hopefully feel like they're paying us for is to match, to have those colors capture the essence of what it is that you're trying to grasp. So I have Um, a question then that sort of dovetails on mm -hmm. that, Fran, and I think it might 
Mm-hmm. Don't tell them to see other questions you have, Caroline. Um, so the formula, um, should I just save the formula in a spreadsheet somewhere so I know what it is later? Or do I need to keep my samples? Or how do you know, what do I do for my long term touch up or if I want to use it somewhere else? So yes, that's a great question that we tend to, I say, keep the original paint can because that has, when you get a paint can, it has the original formula on the act. But why can't I just take a picture of that or write it down? Um, Oh, oh, I know. Right. Well, in a perfect world we could, but that is not, it's, you really need that formula um, on the can and that's what gives you that color. Um, so, and saving the paint is a great way. If you keep it really tight, um, you know, the lid is really tight and it's stored, um, then it can keep, but nine times out of 10, it's, it's the formula that you need. But honestly, like, why can't I just mm-hmm. write down the, the formula? Well, you can, you can, it's, um, I just find that like the paint store, it's just okay. a language. And if they see that, I got it. you okay. know, that, and you can take a picture right. of the label and put that in your notebook if you're keeping, you know, for your um, references for okay. your house. But it's so important to have that um, specific. And and two, I mean, even if you have the original paint can, I mean, you can take the can in and that will kind of, you know, they can chip off some of the paint or we've taken, you know, a piece of trim off of a house or, you know, they have a spectrometer in right. the store that, um, you know, mm-hmm. that they can actually measure the, the value and color. It's, it's like a color microscope. So. Mm-hmm. Okay. I mentioned Farrow and Ball. Can we talk about Farrow and Ball a little bit? Because I know you love Farrow and Ball. So, like, can you give us a quick kind of and dirty guide to their finishes? Because their finishes aren't even normal finishes. So how do we even know which one of those to use? Yeah. Why do you love them so Yeah. Much? I've got my, my, my paint deck. Um, you know, they, I mean, they do what they do. They do so beautifully. And I would say that they have, um, the deck, I think the paint colors themselves have gotten so much, um, mileage from the, just a layman's just paint picking because it is such an edited deck. Uh, the colors are, you know, I mentioned in the last episode, I know that, um, the colors have been sort of boiled down into these are uh, the specifics that, you know, you're looking for a great gray blue, um, you know, uh, Feral Ball's light blue is one of my favorite colors. And we use, we've used it, you know, a couple of times before we try not to use a lot of the same colors, which is, you know, another conversation. But anyway, I would say um, they have the finishes, they have a nuance to the actual finish of the paint. Their emulsions uh, convey a different finish than we would get from a traditional latex or a traditional um, oil base. And so that's what you're buying. And that paint product yeah. is, um, is the actual, it's the color, it's the, um, the way that they mix the color. And then it's also, and I'm no authority on it. I would love to go to a workshop. So if anyone, if Farrell Ball's listening, I'd love to come. But, um, but <laughs> I have found that there is, um, there's an intrinsic um, finish to the paint when you're buying their actual paint that is very different. It's elevated from, from what, um, what we okay. 
what we, what you would get necessarily from just matching that same color. And they don't product. mix colors. Um, you receive the can. Right. As you the pick can. from I mean, their deck and that's it. it. Yes. You can't go in there and go, oh, I want that's this. Right. Right. Oh, yeah. It's just as is. Yes. Well, they do. I mean, in terms of nuance, like their colors are just mm-hmm. so rich and, and mm-hmm. nuanced. So I guess that, well, they have such a limited number of options that it's mm-hmm. in some ways almost easier mm-hmm. to pick because like i mean i love benjamin moore but if you go into the benjamin moore store they're like what i mean thousands options, sure. of mm-hmm. options so it's it's, it's mm-hmm. like someone okay, with well, great taste has curated this day. assortment yeah. for you and yeah no matter what you pick yeah. it'll be fabulous mm-hmm. yeah yes i mean there are so that is a powerful tool if you're you know if you're looking for an edited paint deck i would say that that's i mean we we use them so much, but I would say we pick from probably seven or eight decks mm-hmm. in the studio. And, mm-hmm. you know, I, I have preferences, you know, of what, what, who has great blues and who has great pinks. Oh, okay. and, oh I don't love their yellows, okay. but yeah, you know, spill the tea, uh, lady. The, which, <laughs> yeah, what, 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 <laughs> um, oh gosh. Okay. I, um, you know, the Benjamin Moore Aura deck is really great. And we tend to use a lot of the neutrals that are pulled from that deck. Um, it's a smaller, mm-hmm. uh, uh, not the Aura deck. I'm sorry. It's Affinity. Affinity. There was an Aura deck when, way back in the day. Um, but it's it's a great deck. It's kind of like their version of the Pharaoh Ball, I would say. Um, oh, okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It, it's a great They have really lovely neutrals and um it's a it's an edited deck it's definitely these colors have more age to them um than the classic colors or the preview is you know the broad sort of that rainbow um if you're looking Mm -hmm. for um really strident um colors which uh, that's another thing it's like if you depending on your project you know you want to pull from different ones based on your needs right so if i'm mm-hmm. working on a house and we want really like strong strident colors uh Farrell ball has a they have a couple you know they have they have a couple of strident colors but um ppng you know pittsburgh uh has really great um stronger color that i love um there's also i mean uh, this is the preview deck of uh, color preview from benjamin moore um, there's some great colors in there. I would say that um, PPG has great blues and um, they have great pinks. Pratt and Lambert um, have wonderful um, browns and grays and whites. Um, and there's also some uh, citrons that we've loved from from Pratt and Lambert. Um, I would also encourage you. I mean, I. I'm known for kind of tearing apart a paint deck. <laughs> so we actually, you know, really using it, cutting it out, putting it next to, you know, put it on a card, put it next mm-hmm. to your fabric, that sort of thing. Like if you really want, uh, the gray green blues are really great from Pratt and Lambert. Um, they have some great blacks. How does the normal person get their hands on a fan deck? Cause we have them at work. We just, you know, of course we're a company and we call yeah. the vendor like, Hey, right. they send us a 20, yeah. 20 or 30 of them. <laughs> I, I, know, I don't right? know how, um, like how does a normal person get one other than going into a store and looking uh, at all those tiny cards. Mm-hmm. Oh, call I mean, an interior designer. I would hope you can order them. Yeah. You can order them. No, I mean, hire order. an interior yeah, designer. <laughs> you should definitely hire a designer. <laughs> 
<laughs> that's always that's always the answer. But um, yeah, I mean, I'm sure you can order them online. You know, I mean, it's it's 2020. Right. We should we should. Uh, order is it 2020? Because I'm wishing yeah, this year is yeah, over. Maybe it's. <laughs> it's almost 2021, ladies. Fine Paints of Europe is another great um, source for us um, that we love. And I, um, they have wonderful color, too. I mean, I'm always looking for great paint sources. Okay. Actually, someone said your favorite blues, your favorite greens, neutrals, and whites. Mm-hmm. Like, do you just, mm-hmm. I mean, and it, that's like super broad. But is there anything that you feel like is a color that you just come back to all the time? Oh, well, um, I would say that there are colors that we, I, you know, I, I mentioned like feral ball light blue is a safe, is a safe color. Uh, uh, mm-hmm. the, um, their, um, some of their gray blues are really beautiful. They have a new color called denim. That's really beautiful. Um, that's, in is it like denim, denim with an E? Um, it's a D E and then space N I M E S. And, um, then, you know, there's a uh, pavilion blues, beautiful pale powder. Like some of these gray blues are, are really great. We really try very, very hard not to reuse a lot mm-hmm. of colors. Um, so, um, and we don't, we don't reuse fabrics. So once we use that fabric in that colorway, it's, it's gone. Mm-hmm. It's out of the library. Um, so I try very hard to, when someone hires us, like you get your personal mix of mm-hmm. in your house. Um, and with there, there are times where we may use a trim color that we've used somewhere else, but it's in a different mix. So that's just part of okay. what we are able to bring to the table. Um, white dove is a great white that I've used. I used it in the studio. I've used it in my own house. Um, cloud cover is a great, um, Benjamin Moore color. It's actually what I've used um, in some broader rooms in my house. uh, And that's by Ben Moore. And it has just a really great, um, I didn't want a white, white uh, and our house is modern. So I didn't want it to feel cold. So it has this really great Mm -hmm. kind of candle lit, but it's not an ecru. It's not a cream. So it has a um, still crisp enough, but it has a a little bit of age. Um, some greens, um, I, you know, there's lots of um, colors that we were like, oh, so, so beautiful. <laughs> um, I, I mean, it's so hard to pick just no. one. Um, it's a lot of pressure. That's yeah. okay. All well, right. I, I, I don't want to put you on the spot. Celadon. A good celadon. Celadon. Right? Yeah, I was just looking. Um, so we've used, you can tell by the, the cut up. Oh, yeah. Look um, at that. Her deck is all, it's like a little you know, jigsaw puzzle. You're yeah. Doing. Trimmed up. So this is Pratt & Lambert and all of the, like, solitary. It's like 19-29. It's, it's a really soft kind of gray-green um, moss lake, the one below it. Contemplation of used uh manchester is a really great gray blue but it's very light but it looks gray and then you put something with it you're like oh it's um it's blue i used that at my mom's house it's <laughs> in their master bedroom what are some other ones some favorites that's a lot friend yeah, yeah you just okay. listen to like 30 yeah <laughs> okay okay <laughs> i try not to give everyone's 
that's that's the hard part about social media for me because if a client has paid us to find this personal mix you know for me to just right these are the colors and a lot of times those are custom mixes anyway mm-hmm. and and i know that's like such a captain bring down it's like what's that color and not why i'm like oh, yeah it's a sorry mix. and they're like oh. but but here's anyway. the thing i feel like even if you were to share the design like even if you were to share a source they mm-hmm. cannot replicate no. what you've done. No. <laughs> like, well, they. I mean, it's true. Like, they cannot, well, even if they know where that light fixture came from, it, there's no way for them to pull off the layers and the intricacy and the, the nuance, to use that word again, that you have. Mm-hmm. So it's like. Well, if, if people know, could, I, I see, designers totally wouldn't point, have but. Instagram or Pinterest because everyone could just copy them. And it's, it, it's you can show mm-hmm. me beautiful rooms all day, but I can't, I can't, you're right. It's not, I'm not a designer. Mm-hmm. Right. No, you're right. You're you're exactly right. It's true. Um, and we do we do some we do some. I just try not yeah. to like. I, I I don't ever want our our you know devoted clients to feel like they're you know their work their yeah. hard the work that we've done for them is everywhere. But yes, we share some. I just try not to blurt <laughs> it out all the time. Yeah. 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 This is well, so you insane. also use so much. Um, you use so many antiques that there's. Well, I mean. There's really, yeah, there's so many ways to make your room feel really special. Paint is just one element. And I -hmm. I think that's, you know, the overarching theme of picking a paint color is your paint is just this much of the room. So what's the rest of it? And, you know, that's what is makes something compelling is having all those elements, you know, all together. I think that's like we've circled right back to the beginning of the show, which was paint's the last thing you do, folks, you know. Yeah. Well, if you think about it, there are tens of thousands of paint colors. There might only be one of that great fabric that you love. There's Mm -hmm. one blue in that fabric. So like it's Mm -hmm. totally backwards to think that you could match your fabric to your paint. Like why, why when you have so many more options in paint? Yeah. 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 Totally. And that's, that's what we, that's, because there's so many questions that have to be answered before you get to the paint decision. And, you know, but we do houses backwards because we're picking, you know, I want to know what the drapery fabric is going to be next to the tile that we're buying because the house is under construction. So I want to make sure that the, um, the tile holds hands with the fabric and your slab works with all those things. So, that's when you load everything up in your little files and your containers and, you know, you have those things together. So you have confidence in that decision and you're not just picking like one thing from in a vacuum because they all come together. Okay. Let's get into our common missteps and frequently asked questions. And I want to start with kind of what you're saying, which is, okay, I have a friend, I have a friend who moved into their house and they wanted to pick stuff that matched the existing paint color. And to me, I'm they were going to design their whole house around the existing paint color just because they didn't want to paint. I mean, kind of. Yeah. They're Mm. like, I want to pick stuff that it's going to go with this. I'm like, why would you do that? Okay. So go. Is there, I mean, is there any situation where you feel Mm -hmm. like that's a smart choice? Well, I I think ask yourself if you love that, if you love what's there and 
that color is compelling to you and it feels right Mm -hmm. in that space, then absolutely go for it. What you may find is that that exact color doesn't necessarily have to be in the elements that are in the room in order for your room to feel cohesive. Mm -hmm. Um, Some of the most compelling rooms to me don't have that same color in those fabrics or that rug, but that color really kind of envelops those, those elements in a way that makes, make the room work. Okay. Um, but yeah, it's definitely easier, um, to have paint be the very last thing because the paint, you have so much flexibility. You can customize it. You can, you know, do whatever you want to it. And, um, the slab is the slab unless you, you know, find some other, or the tile is, you know, you may order seven different white, white tiles and they can all have different tones to them. So you pick that one and then your paint is layered on all those decisions that are harder to find options in. Yeah. If that makes sense. Okay. So for the, for like the rest of the show, for the common missteps, I'm just going to ask you Uh questions and you just answer from your gut. Okay. I feel like it doesn't have to, yeah, like your okay. your first instinct, yes or okay. no, or whatever the answer is. Okay, <laughs> okay. so okay. trim color for white walls. Trim color for white walls. Um, well, context again, <laughs> I would say if it has, if you want it to feel um, all crisp and clean, you can match your match your walls uh, to the you know your trims can match. If you want it to feel um, old school, then you could do um, a beautiful like stone against the white wall. Mm-hmm. Um, so okay. there again, check your narrative. Okay. White on um, white is, you know, it can be absolutely beautiful, especially if you have a really compelling floor color or you have a great ceiling color. Don't just think about your walls and your trims. Think about your ceiling, your floor. Mm-hmm. Think about everything else. What about the, because you mentioned it, there's that, you know, everyone's been seeing a lot of wall color, trim, everything mm-hmm. paint the same color. Is that mm-hmm. a trend mm-hmm. or is that a classic look that is just kind of circling back around? Mm-hmm. Oh, I would say it's a classic look that's um, that's gotten some attention, you know, Um I like to use it when we do a low ceiling, when we have a a room that has a low ceiling, um, the painting your trims and uh, your base and crown uh, to match your wall does the same thing that a high heel does when you get dressed. It just elongates that vertical line. So if you want that to feel, um, and also too, um, depending on the rooms that you're doing, if your trims are really compelling and decorative and beautiful, and that's something that you responded to in your house when you bought it, then play up your trims. Mm-hmm. But if your trims, if your house was built in the fifties, you have a rancher and the trims aren't really what were special about the house when it was built, that it was the philosophy of the house was different. Then don't play up the trims because okay. they're going to look puny and kind of small and sad, but what's great about that house is that it has a horizontal, you know, there's, it's just a different philosophy. So, um, make it feel more modern by matching those trends to those walls. We do the, the satin on the wood trends and then, you know, flat or latex depending on the walls. But yes, I do. uh, What is wood is wood. And then what's the wall is the wall. Okay. Mm -hmm. Um, if I'm painting interior doors, can the front and back be different colors? The answer is yes. Um, we transition the paint when the door is open, you 
you don't see the paint transition. So you paint the front of the door, um, especially if it stays open a lot, then the back of the door, the, the plane of the door on the back is painted differently, but the other sides are all matching to what's, um, if it's a swinging door, we I really tried to keep the door color the same. So you have this like really strong statement with the door. Um, a lot of times we'll do a contrasting door on our, um, throughout the interior. And that's really, you know, that's a great way to kind of make your house pop or kind of make it feel personalized. And especially if you're reaching for like a really cool color, but you may not paint a room that, but it's like this, Oh wow. That's a deep murky teal. Let's put this on all the interior doors. They feel special, mm-hmm. paint them high gloss, that sort of thing. Then that door needs to feel like it's that, it's that house. So when you're swinging and opening that door, it's its own thing. It's kind of like your brand. And then what I, what we tend to do, and this is a case by case basis, but typically we have that door that goes to the hallway. That door is painted the same as all the other doors. But then once you're in the space, maybe your bathroom door or your closet door might relate to the other trims that are in the house. But there again, it's your palette needs to feel it has cohesiveness. And that's what makes it fun about um, about your house is that you can pull that door color. It works with all your other bedroom colors um, because you've done the homework. Okay. What about outlet covers? Should they need to match the wall color Mm -hmm. or should they just be basic white? Well, you want them to go away, right? In a perfect world, we don't need switches and we don't need, um, you know, electrical plates. So any way that you can hide them um, is great. Um, That's why I love wallpaper because you can wallpaper those jokers. Um, (laughs) Yes. So you really want them to go away. The closer that you can match it, um, I won't go on record that we have painted them in the past to make them go away, but... um, but yeah, just want okay. them to dissolve. Okay. Um, how do you make sure when you're going bold with a wall mm-hmm. color, it doesn't mm-hmm. turn out looking cheap or too dark and depressing? Mm, that's a great question. I would say that, that cheap um, has to do with the context, more about the context than the color. Um there are so many times where you might use a really bright, strong, vibrant, flamboyant color, but when it's next to something that's um, aged and, you know, patinaed, then it doesn't feel that way anymore. So I think mm-hmm. it's about contrast. Um, if you have like a really strong uh, green that you're putting on the wall, maybe it's like a Maybe it's like a bright green like that Tara has on her headphones. You know, you would, you know, I might use that spunky green like with um, a a pale warm stone color or something that has to make it more sophisticated versus like a bright white, a crisp white. Context. Yeah, it's all about context. A nuance, I guess. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Context and nuance. This, yeah. <laughs> yeah, this podcast is sponsored by these two words. <laughs> <laughs> no, like a broken record. Okay, have you heard of Sample Eyes? Sample Eyes? No, I haven't. 
It's a peel and stick paint sample. Does this seem like a good idea? Um, yeah, it may be the greatest thing ever. We have, we have not used it. Um, <laughs> I would say that the finish is just as important as the actual paint color. And okay. so that's, to me, if you're, if you're missing that, then maybe just do it just like it is. Just, just okay. paint that, paint the paint as you would have it. Okay. So on, on the board or on your wall or. Okay. Makes sense. Mm-hmm. But it could be great for a quick reference. You know, you could answer the question quickly with that, you know, but. But maybe don't do it without also testing it. Like maybe use that as a first step, then actually test the finish. That's a great idea. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, what about coffered ceilings? Should it be the same color? Should like the ceiling and the coffer be the same mm-hmm. or should they be different? And should they be the same as the wall color? Oh, wow. Um, I would, I love a coffered ceiling. I think any opportunity that you have with a decorative uh, piece of architecture like that is an opportunity to decorate it. So do some contrast there again, the narrative, what is it? Is it quiet? Is it classical? Is it, um, then maybe, maybe it's a tonal, maybe it's, it's a tonal color next to the next to the coffer but maybe if it's not if it's a fun vibrant house then I did like a periwinkle blue on my sister's coffered ceiling you know and she had a aged cream like a Monterey white on her ceiling um, coffering and then had um, the the uh, jet board between was periwinkle yeah actually that's kind of oh okay um we've yeah we've answered we've answered a lot of these uh okay so if you're doing DIYing should you do a roller should you do a brush should you spray mm, gosh uh I, I would say uh if you if you can't hire a professional then you can do a roller you um you know caulking is so key you really want to use a lot of caulk um, and sanding is so key. The roller is, um, a great way to, to get it, um, smooth, you know, but a lot of people love a hand brushed, you know, cabinet. Um, I've really been into this, um, doing oil based, my painter, he did this in our kitchen. He sprays the oil, um, and he does like two coats and it's just thick and heavy and it feels like really luscious. So, um, yeah. So if you can spray oil, that's great. You just have to have all of the apparatus and, and you'll get credit for it. And also, you know, it lasts so much longer. Well, we love your work and yes. we love oh, thank you so following much. you and thank you for sharing with us. Oh my gosh. Yes. Thank you so much. And everybody needs to go follow Fran, Fran Keenan design, all one word on Instagram. Oh, thank you. Y'all are so fun. Yes. Always love being with you. And that's our show. You can find all of the show notes on our blog, howtodecorate.com slash podcast. To send in a decorating dilemma, email your questions to podcastballarddesigns.net so we can help you with your space. And of course, follow us on social media at Ballard Designs. And don't forget to subscribe wherever you get your podcasts so you never miss an episode. And please leave us a review. We'd love to hear your feedback. Until next time. Happy Happy decorating. decorating.